The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Kids. This is your Monday, August 14th edition, and we have a 10-game Monday slate. More importantly, hope everybody had a great weekend. Unfortunately, the new week has begun, but hopefully everyone's weekend was good. Tons of fun stuff. NASCAR was wild again. Um, baseball all weekend. You had some preseason NFL. You can get the juices flowing there. We are so, so close. Speaking of that, I hope you guys listened to the first Edition of the the Saturday Edge brought to you by the Sports DGens with Doc hosting every week. Doc, you know from the Sports DGens, he uh, the the first one was an uh, Big Ten ACC preview. This time around, he's previewing the SEC and the Big Twelve, and that dropped last night. So it is available on iTunes and SoundCloud under SD Radio. Go check that out. Really, really good stuff. A um, couple Saturday Edge guys are on there. Sorry for not knowing their names right now because it dropped late last night. I saw it in my my iTunes folder this morning. So tons to like there. But as always, we're recording always pressing tonight. Myself, Bucks, and DFS Golf Gods, Jesse, previewing the Wyndham Invitational this weekend. Big, big scoring event. My phone keeps blowing up with the guys sending stuff to get research going for tonight. Get you guys the DFS stuff you need there. Um, well, always, um, as always, we'll have Around the Base with Bubba and Mo episode 25 records tomorrow night. But tonight, we record a little interview, Talking Cardinals Baseball with STL Cup of Joe. That'll be in our podcast for this week, so check that out. Tons going on at the Sports DGens. If you're into NFL DFS, we'll have that covered for you. And if you want a season-long league like the guys do for golf, uh, check out at George Sports and his write-up about the Jortacular. This will be year three. It's a great time, $100 entry, and then a $3 weekly lineup. You can make money weekly, and then the overall pool. Lots and lots of fun. Usually over 100 guys in the league. It is a blast. But enough with all that. Let's get into your baseball 10-game slate. Uh, for once, they included the 3 o'clock game. If you want to play a four-game early, there's... 3, 4 o'clock, uh, okay, these are Pacific time, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. You know Cleveland does their 3 o'clock deal. Um, <clears throat> it's against Boston, Fister, Bauer. 
If you want to play the 3 o'clock game, you can get a four-game early slate with the 3, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 Eastern games, plus the Cleveland game, which is nice. At least have the option for once. But we'll be focusing on the 10-game main slate. And for a 10-game slate, which means you have 20 starting pitchers, it is not good. I have six we're looking at, and there's only like two by three that I'm real comfortable with, and then a couple more. Obviously, I like to gamble, if you've heard about this pod and listened long enough. So let's get at it. Your top-priced arm on the board is Jose. Let's slow down. I'm way ahead of myself. I'm, I'm giddy on a Monday morning. Uh, I don't know why. But uh, your weather, just real briefly, Cincinnati at Chicago. Uh, starts out okay, then wind picks or rain picks up throughout the evening, up to over 50% chances by 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, and then Atlanta, Colorado, the typical Colorado deal, scattered showers, thunderstorms. We get almost every time in Colorado, especially this time of year. So looks like it'll play. Might be just a little interesting, and the risk is well worth the reward in Coors, especially with the matchup we have going tonight. Um, now let's look at your totals, as always. If you are playing the early game, Cleveland at Boston, it is a total of 10. Then you got Giants, Marlins, 8.5. Mets, Yankees, we have him waiting on that total because Luis Sessa is starting out. Masahiro Tanaka, DraftKings duped me last night at Tanaka. And then I'm thinking, he's on the DL. How is he pitching? Was, is it that quick? No, no, they're just DraftKings and screwed up yet again. So, whoever's in charge of this, they're like weathermen. They can mess up as much as they want, and their job is fine. Uh, Tigers, Rangers, 10.5. Rays, Jays, 9.5. Waiting on Reds at Cubs, as always. Wrigley Field game. Got to see the weather. Uh, wind blowing out slightly. Didn't seem like much, but that obviously could have changed overnight from the weather report I was looking at. Braves-Rockies in Coors Field. We have 12. Astros-D-backs, 9. Royals-A's, 9. Orioles-Mariners, 9.5. Phillies-Padres, 8.5. So, eight, two 8.5s and, and then 9s and above. That's how bad the pitching is. I was not BSing you on this one. Now we can get at it. Jose Quintana. 11-6 at home against those Cincinnati Reds. If the weather is good, this is a nice matchup. It really is because Quintana has not been good. He hasn't been worth his price tag. He hasn't been priced as high. His highest tag was 10-5. He's gone 9.3 points at the Giants. The Giants. Just let that sink in for a second. Then 6.5 at home against Arizona. 17-3 at Milwaukee. It's a good start, but it's not an $11,600 start. 21.3 at home against St. Louis. You're getting closer to 11-6, but still, not quite. Given on this slate, that might do the trick. And then at Baltimore, he got you 42. We would love that. Now, he is facing a Reds team. Let's just cover the bases here. That is, on the season, extremely good against left-handed pitching. We know we've targeted that quite a bit. But reading the guy, I've told you a few times, I know some people aren't fans of tout sites, and this is a free article that comes out every so often. On Roto Grinders, um, another site that you know has their their bad apples, but has some good ones. And this is a good one. Josh Cole, he writes a ten, definitely interesting notes piece. He does it for NFL, sometimes NBA and MLB. The MLB stuff is great, and he was he was DMing me about it yesterday and brought up this point, which is very interesting when it comes to the Reds because we love the Reds versus lefties, like Cozart and Suarez and stuff. But as a team, in the last thirty days. They have a 198 batting average versus left-handed pitching. It's last in baseball. The 28th worst WOBA versus left-handed pitching. 29th worst WRC+. Plus. A 24.2% strikeout rate, which is 6th highest in Major League Baseball in the last 30 days versus left-handed pitching. Pitchers like Adam Connolly went 7 and 2 thirds, gave up 2 runs, struck out 7. Chris O'Grady, 7 innings, 5 hits, no earned 5 Ks. Pat Corbin, 7 and a third, 7 hits, 1 earned 7 
strikeouts. Those are three lefties that have faced him in the last 30 days and dominated. Now, it's risky because the totals or the price tag is high. You're going to want to spend money on bats. There are some value plays out there. It just depends on how you want to structure your lineup. You got um, on the season, they strike out about 22% percent of the time versus lefties. But like I said, they're almost up 25 the last 30 days. Quintana striking out about 26% of the batters he faces. The hard contact is a little high. Everything else not bad at all. Uh, obviously, we're waiting on a total. Lefties hit 273. Righties only 310. And it makes sense, those numbers we've seen, because their overall WOBA is only 310 uh, versus lefties. And obviously, the last 30 days much worse. Their ISO is tremendous because we do see the power with them. But that's on the season. The last 30 days, everything is down. Just depends on what risk you want to take. I think he'll be the more popular. I'm pretty positive he'll be the more popular of the two high-priced guys. I'm actually going to go to the other one. But I have no problem with Quintana. Just beware. That price tag is super steep for the return you need. So I wouldn't go crazy on Quintana. I think he's in a good matchup. Um, I do like some of the Reds' bats. I have no problem using a couple like I've already mentioned. We're going to get to them also. But it's not the worst play, especially if weather looks pretty good. The next guy, this is the other high-priced guy, and I think this is a very, very intriguing GPP play. And we are talking Zach Granke, 10800 bucks at home against the Houston Astros. He has been amazing at home this year. He has a 2.52 ERA, a .88 whip, and a batting average of a buck ninety. He's averaging almost 25 points a game at home, 103 strikeouts, and 85 and two-thirds innings pitched at home this season. He has been outstanding. He faced a Dodgers team at home his last time out, who everyone is terrified of the Dodgers. Six and two-thirds, four hits, three earned, eight strikeouts for 20.2 points. Again, we'd like a little more on this slate that might do the trick. Um, and then at Chicago, at St. Louis, okay, he had 27 points at home against St. Louis. At home against Cincy, 30.8. At home against Colorado, 30. Struggled against Philadelphia, surprisingly. It's always those goofy teams that, that get you. But he's a double-digit machine. At worst, he's not going to destroy you, most likely. I should never say those words. Most likely won't destroy you. Another thing in that 10 interesting um, stats I was telling you about, very interesting when it comes to the Houston Astros. Um, they have faced 12 different pitchers in the month of August. Chris Archer, 4 earned, Cesar Valdez, 6 earned, are the only pitchers that have allowed more than 3 earned runs against the Astros in August. Andrew Kashner, Tyson Ross, Miguel Gonzalez, Derek Holland and Austin Pruitt have shut them down. They have a, uh, as a whole, all 12 starters, a 3-5-1 ERA. Um, Zach Greinke has been amazing this year. His K rate's up to 28.1% this season, career high stuff. I mentioned how much he Ks at home compared to the road. Um, it is the Astros. People are terrified of the Astros, and hey, I get it. But they have scuffled. Look at those games in Texas. Phenomenal hitting environments. And like yesterday, two to one, uh, they got smoked the other night. I think it was yes yeah, Saturday. It was like eight to three or something. If and that was the Cashner start, I believe. Um, just very interesting stuff when you look at it. They, the thing is, Houston doesn't strike out a ton. Like a seventeen point four percent K rate, one of the best in all of baseball versus right-handed bats. That part sucks, but Granky's twenty-eight percent should offset things a little bit. We've talked about this before, and we've seen how that works. Works pretty well. And they have struck out a little more in this 12-game skid in August, given that's not a big sample size. But you're, look, you're, you're looking at what you can find. Granky low walk rate, swinging strike rate of 13.2%. Still gives up some good hard contact, which is the, the really funny part. But when you look at it, Houston's team total, fourth lowest on the slate at 4.18. 
uh, lefties 292, righties 305. It's the it's the total GPP gamble. I wouldn't go there in cash. If you're going to pay up in cash, you go Quintana. But if you're going to go GPP and you want to put your balls on the line a little bit, Granky is a really good play. If Granky can put up 20-plus, preferably 25 or more, against the Houston team that nobody wants to play against, you are already that far ahead of everybody else in your competition. And 10-8, to be honest, is a low price for Granky. Granky usually, against almost any other team besides like the upper echelon, he's going to be the 11-5s and higher. So you are getting a discount when you consider Houston's you know lack of just dominance. This is like when I tell you guys about the Cubs, and we're going to talk about them later. The Cubs, they're not the same Cubs. They do it from time to time, but overall they are not the same. We've gone over this, and it's been proven. Houston is in a skid where they're not the same Astros. I'm not going as far to say they aren't the Astros, but at the moment, they are not the Astros. So we are looking at Granky, and we're looking hard. So when you look up top, I'm going Granky number one, Quintana number two. I like those two a lot. Now let's get to the mid-price guys where I can build all my lineups around these two guys and hope they go off. If they don't, the reason why I won't build all my lineups with them is if they don't go off, well, that was quick. But if they do, and I think they have phenomenal chances tonight, we're in the driver's seat. We're going to kick it off with our boy who's coming off a rough start after just being dominant. And the weird part about it, I believe, after we give the whole diatribe about how great he's been with Caleb Joseph, Buck Showalter, who's a pretty good manager, minus not knowing how to use a closer in the most important game of the season, pit, puts Wellington Castillo behind the dish. Because with, with Caleb Joseph, we're talking Kevin Gossman, who's $8,500 on the road in Safeco in East Seattle Mariners. Great matchup. Good pitching environment. A team that, you know, from time to time goes off. We know the names are there. The quality bats are there. They just haven't put it together at all. At all. Nothing has been consistent at all in that in that lineup. But with Caleb Joseph, 27-9, 28-7, 33-5, 27-4 against some big boy teams, home and road. Goes and throws Castillo against the Angels uh, behind the dish. Ten points. He did strike out six, though. And that's been the big thing. His K rate has been tremendous of late. Six, eight, eight. Eight, five, seven, nine. He's really, really getting it done. And it goes to show you, you look at his overall K percentages um, in the in like just months in general. April 13.6, May 16.2, June 20.8, July, where this increase I was just reading you came from, 31%. August 28.6%. He has been outstanding. Since July 2nd, he has above a 30% strikeout rate and an XFIP of 3.02. He has been great. Um, Seattle, like I told you, they're hit and miss. You look at their their, their numbers uh, versus right-handed pitching. A WOBA of 320, it's 18th in baseball. An ISO of 163, 21st in baseball. A WRC plus of 103, 7th in baseball. Um, they strike out at a 21% strikeout rate. Versus right-handed pitching. We mentioned Gossman over 30% since July 2nd. Um, he has been outstanding. I love this matchup for Gossman. Please put Caleb Joseph behind the dish so we have a great shot here. Seattle's team totals 472. Lefties 324. Righties 347. A lot of that is weighted towards the beginning of the season. He has been a different pitcher. We just hope it works out again tonight. Because for 8500 that is a discount I for what he can do. He's a 25-plus point guy right now, and you're getting a great price tag here. He should be chalky. And so should our next guy, Jared Eikhoff. 
He's only $8,000 at the San Diego Padres. And he's coming off a 21.6-point performance at hitter-friendly Atlanta. We know lefties can smoke Eikhoff. But when it comes to Eikhoff, righties struggle mightily. Um, the Padres have a total, total of 434. Lefties 350. Righties 280. Uh, very, 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 very well developed there. Uh, home road splits are about the same with Eikhoff. Um, he has one start against San Diego this season, and it was outstanding. Five innings, five hits, no earned, eight Ks for 27.1 points. The San Diego Padres strike out a ton. Strike out 25.3% versus right-handed pitching. That is like the second worst in baseball, almost the worst. Eikhoff has basically, you know, very good uh, K percentage over 20%. Swinging strike rate above eight. You know, ground ball rate close to 40%. Hard contact is respectable. Not too high, not too low. For $8,000, again, in the matchup he's in, in the options you have tonight, this is a discount. Now, can both of these guys get beat up? Of course. But honestly, I think they have just as much upside as Quintana and Granke, and you're saving a boatload of cash. Gossman's 85. That's 2,300 less than Granke. That's 3,100 less than Gossman. You got Eikhoff at 8K, 28th than Granke, 36th than Quintana. Now, we'll obviously have to wait and see how it plays out, but Gossman and Eikhoff, I love a ton. Gossman's my one. Eikhoff's my two in this mid-price range. Now, when we get down below, there's one guy I will be backing quite a bit, and there's one I want to mention first because he's priced higher that makes for an intriguing GPP play because no one's going to play him against the Chicago Cubs. If the wind stays where it is, if we find out the wind's howling, I want nothing to do with it. If it's blowing in, it increases how much more I want to use this guy. But Asher Wojciechowski is $6,700. Yes, Asher Wojciechowski. Let's talk about his game logs. Because he's been in the bullpen a lot. So his game logs, if people just glance, they're going to think, look at all these single-digit performances. This is odd. And to be honest, when I was first at looking last night, I did the same thing. And then I went and looked back at all my notes again this morning. And wow, that makes more sense. A lot more sense. So his last two starts... At home, both San Diego five and two thirds. Remember, Cincinnati very hitter friendly. Seven hits, three earned, six Ks for eighteen point six. Against St. Louis, five innings, three hits, one earned, five Ks, twenty point three. Didn't walk many guys, which was great. So an eighteen six at twenty three. He had a couple bullpen outings, and then back on where was it? Back on July seventeenth against the Nationals, five innings, two hits, one earned, four Ks for fourteen point three. I will take 14.3. I will. He um, faced, uh, had a rough one against the Dodgers for 1.7. He got booted early in that one. But his last three starts, 14.3 or higher. Against some pretty good competition in hitter-friendly ballparks. It's risky against the Cubs. But, like I keep telling people, the Cubs are not the same Cubs. They strike out 22.3% of the time. That allows Asher to give up a couple runs, but still go five. He's probably five or six is already probably going to get out of him at the most, unless he's just filthy, filthy. Um, in those last two starts of five innings each, 78 pitches, but he got 93 his last outing. So they've stretched him out. He went five and two thirds, 93 pitches. We might get close to a hundred tonight. We definitely should get close to a hundred, which increases this even more for me. So if we can get 100, obviously if he gets shelled, we're not getting 100. But if you can get 100 for us, that's about six innings. Give up a couple of runs, get the strikeouts. 
The Cubs strike out a lot. Asher's got a, above a 25% K rate. He was a big strikeout arm in the minors. He has a 10.6% swinging strike rate, which is outstanding. He's a fly ball pitcher, which is terrifying. You've got to love the Cubs bats for GPP players. I get it. Low hard contact rate. Just makes for a very good punt play at 6700 bucks. Super risky. He's a right-handed arm that's 305 versus lefties, 338 versus righties. It's uh, the risk-rewards you take when you punt, but he makes for a play that no one's going to play. No one. The guy I do like a lot, but he's going to be played a lot, lot, lot more than Wojciechowski is Jake Junis of the Kansas City Royals. The right-handed arm of Jake Junis is 5600 bucks at Oco Coliseum. Very, very pitcher-friendly Oco Coliseum. He made a start on August 6th. Eight innings, four hits, 107 Ks against the Mariners for 31.6. He made a spot start in June against the Tigers for 5.5, against Toronto for 12.9. Big thing is he's getting five or more Ks, folks. Angels, 7.4. Padres, 21.6. He had a rough go there in his early debut. Went back to the minors. Again, though, he was striking out everybody. In the minors, he has a K rate of 11. Might be even higher than 11 now. Big strikeout arm. Big, big strikeout arm. Anybody pay attention to what the Orioles did against the A's lately? Ubaldo struck out like the first 10 he faced. Um, on Saturday, Bundy got beat up a little bit, gave it three runs or whatever, and six innings still struck out double digits. Wade Miley shut them down, struck out the farm. The A's have a lot of young bats. Young bats strike out a lot. They have tremendous power. They put up runs. They also strike out a lot. It's And for $5,600... It's very enticing. The A-Strike got about 25% of the time versus righties. Mentioned the K rate of Junis. Um, the hard contact rate is terrifying. Small sample, but a 40% hard contact rate is rough. But the A's do have a team total of 4.56. Lefties 3.23. Righties 3.63. Junis is going to get hit of it. He should. Maybe not. Maybe not. He didn't get hit at all versus Seattle. Shut them down. Maybe he found something in the minors. But the most important part, he's going to strike out a ton of guys. Like, I'm going to make one – like, my Coors lineup will be Wojciechowski and Junis most likely. I'm going to get every bat on the planet and just pray these guys give me 10 points each. Just pray. Or one goes off and one just doesn't get negative numbers. Because I had Manaya the other night. I had the best lineup in the world. I had made four $4 lineups. Best lineup in the world. Manaya's minus 15 killed me. Every batter had double digits, most 15 or higher. I had a Brewer stack and some other – it was – it almost minimum cashed even with a minus 15. It was that just frustrating. If I get a good pitcher there, I win all the money. It was so frustrating. But that's GF. That's GPP play and DK. So down below, Junis one, Wojciechowski two. But Wojciechowski is very, very intriguing ownership wise and just upsides there. I know he can get hit. This could be a total like we've had guys that don't go. We've had a lot more guys than not that do go off in these punt ranges. You guys have to be honest with that. We've had a lot of good punt plays. So it's one that's very, very intriguing. So, again, pitching overall, you got Granky 1, Quintana 2 up top. In the middle, these guys I like a ton. Gossman 1, Eikhoff 2. And then down below, you got Junis 1, Wojciechowski 2. But I am starting to become more and more fond of Wojciechowski the more I talk about him, the more I look at him. Uh, just because I'm a big-time gambling GPP player, I know some people aren't. If you want to play a little safer, I'd say Junis because he's got a better matchup, better ballpark, and a better K rate. So, Stuff to think about there. Let's go to the bats where we're going to have a ton of bats today. If you can tell by the pitching options, by the totals, and more. Yeah, Gary Sanchez, he's up back up to 45. We had him down for a little bit. Good matchup versus Montero at home. Montero gets crushed by right-handed bats. Gets crushed by pretty much everybody. 
But uh, right-handed bats have a field day with him. Uh, lefties hit 369, righties 384 with power versus Montero. You got guys like Alex Avila. He's a little pricey at 3800 bucks, but he's the everyday starter with Contreras out. And if you are fading Wojciechowski, Avila is one of the guys because he crushes the fastball. Wojciechowski, I was reading from Josh Cole, throws his forcing fastball over 65% of the time. And Avila is one of the best in all of baseball in the last year to year and a half at hitting the forcing fastball from right-handers. So Avila at 3800 bucks definitely in play. Yeah, like Buster Posey. Uh, facing a lefty and Adam Conley at 3,600. Conley is the 22nd worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Um, he's getting barreled about 4.5% of the time. So not a ton, but we have seen him get beat up quite a bit. So Posey makes for an intriguing play. And this one, always low owned for some reason. But you get to Coors, you got guys like Tom Murphy at 35 versus Tehran. Um, you got the the Red, or the Braves Catchers, Flowers is only 35 versus Bettis. That's something to think about. Um, hopefully Caleb Joseph's in the lineup versus Gallardo. I'm not going to target him, but Kurt Suzuki at 34. He's going to swing on a pretty good stick in Coors. Stuff to think about there. JT Riamuto versus Ty Block. We love fading Ty Block. He is 21st best in the barrel fifth the last 30 days. He's been limiting the damage, only getting barrel 2% of the time, but he doesn't strike out anybody. He's got a strikeout rate of around 12% this season, which is like, Almost the lowest in all of baseball for qualified starters. It's really, really, really bad. So something to think about there. We got our boy John Hicks facing a lefty in Texas. Great hitting environment as always. Martin Perez does find ways to limit damage, but he does love to give it up. Um, Hicks, 3200 bucks for space catcher eligible. Um, and then we get down to the guys we usually like to target. You know, the 3K and below. Like Tony Walters is 31, but he's in Coors and he's a left-handed bat. But now we drop down to our 3K range. You're looking at guys like if Jorge Alfaro with his power gets the start against the lefty Wood, he's 2,900. I like that a lot just because that guy's got so much power and he hasn't even unleashed it yet. It's coming, folks. It really, really is. Um, if Hector Sanchez gets to start for San Diego and you're not using Ikoff, Sanchez at 26 has some upside in that matchup. Bruce Maxwell at 24 versus Junis does have some upside as well. Um, I missed one of our boys. I'm going to have to go find him real quick. He will be facing the lefty that that Mr. Hicks is facing. Where did he go? They priced him up a ton, didn't they? Oh, he's right above him. How did I miss that? James McCann of Detroit is facing Perez also. He's 3,200. We know how per, uh, McCann loves hitting lefties. And as a whole, he's been hitting the ball really, really well. So the Detroit catchers... Hicks and McCann at 32 are definitely a look as well. Uh, going over to first base, Freddie Freeman is definitely the top player today. He's in Coors. He's facing Bettis. Bettis, you know, awesome story. Returning from testicular cancer. He's battled and battled and battled. Great to have him back. Good good stuff with him. But uh, he gets torched. He's got reverse splits. Lefty's 302, righty's 362. But uh, Freddie Freeman isn't your average lefty. He's in Coors. First base, third base, eligible at 5,600. That is a great play tonight. Uh, Goldschmidt at 54 versus McHugh in Chase Field. I love the – I hate Coors slates to begin with. But on a night like tonight, we have a lot of really good options, especially you've got a game in Chase Field uh, with a guy like McHugh pitching who, um, if I remember correctly – give me two seconds. He's a big fly ball guy. Um, yeah, his ground ball rate's only 20.5%. So big-time fly ball guy. Big, big fly ball guy. Um, lefty's hit at 343, righty's 328 off McHugh. 
Arizona will be a under-owned stack tonight. They've been kind of cold of late and, and burned some guys, but it's a really good spot for them. Goldsman at 54 is a good pivot play. Uh, you got guys like uh, Anthony Rizzo versus Wojciechowski. Again, if you're not using Woj, the Cubs are good options. They've just been so disappointing. But 47 for Rizzo is not bad at all. If you want to fade Granky, a guy like Gurriel at 44 is sneaky. He does hit righties well. We talk about that a lot. Um, is intriguing. Matt Adams is a value. I know he's not the Mavs that first came over and lit the world on fire. He's averaging 2.8 his last 10 games, 0 7, 0 8 his last four. But he's 4100 bucks in Coors Field against Chad Bettis. That is a very good value play for if you want Coors bats or if you want to be contrarian in Coors, Matt Adams. Because a lot of people that just play for fun look at game logs and don't look at the big picture. We're here to get the big picture. Matt Adams at 41. Got a guy like Justin Smoke. He went ding-dong yesterday. He was quiet for a little bit. He's heating up again. Um, you got to watch out with Oda Rizzi. Reverse splits, 283. Righties, 336. Smoke's not a bad play at 4K, but just be careful with those splits there. Uh, Eric Hosmer, he's 3900 bucks. He's in Oco, which kind of sucks, but lefty's 315, righty's 329 off Jarrell Cotton. Cotton's been getting hit hard of late. So Hosmer at 39 if you want to save some cash. Uh, Trey Mancini at 39 is not horrible either against Gallardo. Mentioned Avila, Alex Avila is 3800 He's in play. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Logan Morrison. This is one of your better values on the board. He's 3,600 versus Nick Tepish. Uh, he's been quiet, four points his last 10, but tremendous power. And he's in the Rogers Center. Good park shift from Tampa Bay. Um, like I said, against Tepish, who's not a good pitcher. Um, he's a big time. He's got a 55.6 ground ball rate, which will save his butt most likely. But uh, Tampa, 472 total. Righty's 470. Lefty's 470, righty's 494. Tampa Bay is one of the cheaper options tonight that has really good upside. So Lomo at 36, Ryan Healy at 36, not bad. Mentioned Posey at 36, Lucas Duda. If you're not, if you don't like Lomo, Duda's 35. Either one are good. I kind of like Lomo more. I'll be honest with you, but I have no problem with Duda. No problem. As you scroll down some more, you got the likes of Reese Hoskins. His power, just like a Floro. Hoskins has not shown up yet. He's been really cold. He had seven points yesterday. Maybe it's getting things going. It was his first career hit yesterday. Maybe he just needed to get that to get moving. Um, tremendous power. He's 3300 bucks. They've been batting him in the middle of the order, facing Travis Wood. Nice upside in that matchup. As you scroll down some more, Dominic Smith of the Mets. He's only 3K versus Luis Sessa. Uh, Smith's only played in a couple games. We know what his upside is. These are all risky plays down below, but uh, tremendous, tremendous options here. A guy like Garrett Cooper, I wouldn't go all out for him. But he's 29 versus Montero. Mentioned how righties hit Montero really, really well. Cooper, if he's in that Yankees lineup, if you need to punt, he's there for you. Um, Chris Davis of the Orioles is slumping, averaging about five points his last 10. But he's 2900 bucks, which is just ridiculously cheap for the power potential. He's facing a guy like Giovanni uh, Gallardo. Very, very intriguing play there with Chris Davis. So, usually you don't have to go too cheap at first, but there's options like uh, first base outfield eligible Matt Olson. If you're not using Junis, Olson is a power machine. We've talked about him many times. He went deep again on Sunday. He's got three homers in his last uh, 10 games for the A's. Big time power bat. We like him a lot. He's cheap. Um, 
I guess these are options you're looking at if you aren't uh, if if you're paying up for pitching. If you want to make like a Quintana Granky lineup, these are the guys you use, and it's not the end of the world, especially on a Coors slate. They'll be stupidly low owned. Going to second base, Altuve at 56. I don't care if he's facing Granky. I won't be all in on him like I usually am, but he's always in play. But then we go down. You got the likes of Ian Kinsler at 44 versus Martin Perez. That's not bad. We know how well he hits lefties. Salarte is 41 versus Eikhoff. That's a, a nice play if you're fading Eikhoff. A little pricier than I like, but Salarte, nice left-handed bat in the middle of that order. Uh, Jed Lowry, 38, is okay. Look at the guys like Jonathan Scope at 38, Robinson Cano at 38. Those are nice plays, especially for fading Gossman. <clears throat> Brandon Phillips, only 3,500 in Coors. We mentioned the reverse splits by Bettis. Lefties do hit him better overall in his career, but those are the latest reverse splits. Um... He went deep yesterday. He's 3,500 for a Coors bat against Bettis. You're probably going to get a decent amount of bullpen in this matchup. I like that quite a bit. You always got the GPP bat of Ruggie Odor at 33 versus Fulmer. Just a chance to pop one out, especially when he's at home in Texas. Um, other than that, you got Brad Miller's up to 31 finally. And Azdribal Cabrera, 31. Both nice, nice plays at that position. Ben Zobers, 3K. Nice value plays down here. Seeing these kind of names... Down here in Latino, they've been not getting owned by many people, maybe slumping a little, but we know that upside is tremendous. Um, you got guys like Cesar Asuahe. I'll butcher that, but if he's in the lineup, second baseman for the Padres, he's 28. If you want to save 1300 on Solarte, but still get that Padres second baseman for some reason, if it's really itching you. Probably one of the steals or values of the day. We know he's not on fire, but he's averaging seven points his last 10. He had five points yesterday. He's in Coors Field. He's a switch hitting option. He's second base only now, but Ozzy Albies is twenty six hundred in Coors Field. That is outstanding. That's almost one of those auto plays. You just you put him in, you pray he gets you five or more points, and he opens up bats for you everywhere else. So Albies at twenty six, very good if you don't feel like paying up at the position. Let's move over to the third base spot. Again, Freddie Freeman, 5,600. I love how he's still first base, third base eligible. We will lose that soon, so enjoy it while you can. Because if you really wanted to, you could go Adams at first, Freeman at third, and get both of those big power lefties in Atlanta. Um, Aaron Otto, if he's in the line at 55, of course. Joey Gallo, 48, if you want to go there. I like me some Jake Lamb at 48. He hasn't been as dominant as he once was. I get it, but he's still a right-handed bat. He's still at home. He had 11 points yesterday going 3 for 4. He's still averaging about 9 points a game his last 10. Good matchup against a fly ball pitcher like McHugh in Chase Field. Um, he'll be overlooked because people will go Freeman and Arenado and those guys. But Jake Lamb at 48, definitely in play. Definitely. Uh, Beltre at 47. Mustakas 46. Both solid options if you want to go that route. The reverse splits for Odorizzi. Remember that? Righties hit him much better than lefties. He's got Josh Donaldson. He's up to 4,500. But swinging a hot stick, 21 more points yesterday. He hit an absolute bomb. He's got four homers his last 10 games. He's averaging 11.5 his last 10 games. He's on fire right now. And he'll be very, very low on today. Eugenio Suarez, one of the Reds guys we do like to target versus lefties. He's 4300 bucks though. Way pricier than normal. We've been getting him in the mid to high threes. It's like if I get to 43, don't I just pay up for someone else or then pay down? Still makes it an intriguing play versus Quintana, but I'm not as not as into it as I usually am. Like a guy like Machado at 42 versus Gallardo, I'm all over that compared to the 43 for for Suarez. Um, just just that's the difference. 
Got Castellanos at 41 versus uh, Perez. Very solid stuff there, averaging about 10 points his last 10 games. Um, good, you know, power average guy against Perez at 41. Not shabby at all. Got like Kyle Seager at 39 versus Gosman. Seager's been quietly getting it done like he always does. Averaging close to 10 points a game his last 10. Really swinging a pretty good bat of late. So keep Seager in mind as a nice GPP play. And then... Uh, I guess bleak. Corey Spangenberg, he's a left-handed option, third base alpha for San Diego. If you're fading Eikhoff, he is one of the lefty bats to look at. There aren't a lot of lefty bats in that lineup, which is really nice. So that makes Eikhoff even more intriguing. Uh, if you need a punt power upside, Mikel Frankel's only 3K versus the lefty Travis Wood. That has uh, a tremendous upside. And then as we scroll down, we're going to get to our normal what the F price tag. It's coming. But one I do like, I mentioned him. My tweets yesterday, he finally got the start. He batted seventh. He was only 2K. He got you uh, five DraftKings points, first career hit. He went one for three with a single and a walk. Drove in a run, but it was a fielder's choice, so it didn't count. But he got you five points. Tremendous power. Very good batting average in the minors. That's why he got called up. I'm talking Ryan McCann of the Colorado Rockies. Third base eligible, 2300 bucks in Coors. Like, if he starts and Albie starts, you get a Coors bat at 23 and a, and a, a Braves batting Coors at 26. Stupid. Stupid. And when they're priced that cheap, they don't have to go off-off, and you can still get good pitching. Given tonight you're going to need guys to go off most likely, but if it opens up other guys that can have double-dong potential, it changes a lot. And, you know, Blackman's probably going to be like, you know, 5,700 and stuff like that. So you're going to need some money somewhere. But the guy that the price just never changes Matt Chapman of the A's has just amazing power versus right-handed pitching. He crushes righties more than lefties. He went deep yesterday for 18 DraftKings points, gone deep twice in his last 10. He's averaging 9.3 points a game his last 10, and he's still $2,000. Um, on that Josh Cole sheet, he's a big Chapman believer like I am. If you notice, I'm a big guy on Chapman. I never saw this stat till today, um, but where is it at with Chapman? There it is. He, um, since the All-Star break, we like to talk barrels. He has 12 barrels since the All-Star break. Only Giancarlo Stanton, who's just out of this world. Nelson Cruz, K with the Chris Davis, who's been on fire. And Paul Goldschmidt have more barrels than Chapman since the All-Star break. Stanton, Cruz, Davis, Goldschmidt. Those are some good, good names. He has a 367 ISO in the second half, which is second uh, at third base behind Joey Gallo. Like, these numbers are stupid. And he's still $2,000. I don't care if he gets goose eggs at 2000 The upside is so good. You can go him at two k Albies at 26 And you have everybody you want. It's it's DraftKings. Going to shortstop, where now you have all the money in the world because you played those plays. No, I'm still saying if you want to pay up in those positions, I have no problem with it. These are just options if you want to open things up everywhere. Um, at shortstop, you know, Elvis Andrews swinging it well at 48. Gene Segura, 47. Uh, but I'm looking at guys like Zach Cozart, who crushes lefties. And, and as a whole, Cozart has been on fire. Averaging 12 points his last 10 games. Got the day off yesterday. Prior to that, though, 16, 28, 23. Got a, a zero. Then a 23, 5, 0, 14, 9. He has been on fire. He's up to 4,600. Um, Didi Gregorius at 38 has tremendous upside. I love Didi as a whole. I played him a lot this year. This is a discount from what he usually gets. Miguel Montero, 
mentioned how well righties hit him. Lefties hit him just fine, too. It doesn't mean don't use them at all. So DD at 38 is uh, a great value considering what he usually is. Um, Tim Beckham, this guy I finally bought in. I told you guys when you got the 4K and below, I'm playing him. Well, I played him Saturday at 4K. He drops down to 37 now after an 0 for 4 yesterday. He's averaging 12 points his last 10. That Saturday game was stupid where he got 32 points. Um, four for five with three doubles, three ribbies, a walk, three runs scored. Besides the zero yesterday, we're talking 32, 8, 17, 6, 5, 5, 7, 17, 23. I'll pay 37 against Gallardo for Beckham, likely leading off against the Baltimore Orioles, or against the Seattle Mariners, sorry. I, I, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Trevor Story hits much better at home than on the road. We've been firm versus lefties and righties. He's only averaging 2.7 in his last 10. But you can get him at 34 if you want to take the GPP risk. I understand going elsewhere, but a Coors bat that cheap you can't ignore. Um, Ahmed Rosario might be starting to figure it out, averaging 5.5 his last 10. Um, a homer a few games ago. It's still the inconsistencies you're going to expect with a youngster. But he's 33 against Luis Sessa, who we know is not the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, Brandon Crawford continues to get it done. He hits lefties just fine. Don't get scared off by this. He's 3,200, averaging 5.5 his last 10. He's been really ridiculously cheap lately. Benjamin is Drupal Cabrera at 31. Uh, when you get down below to the super-duper value plays, not a ton to really run to at all. Uh, Miguel Rojas for the Marlins against the lefty block. I don't mind that at 2,600. That's a decent punt there. Other than that... Yeah, that's about it. That's as low as I'd go. I'd probably pay up to at least uh, DD or Kozar as my two top options there. Then to the outfield, I was close. Blackman's 5,800 and worth every penny. Lefties destroy Teheran. We've established this. The Rockies have a total of 6.27. That's likely to change and go probably higher. Lefties at 333 off Teheran with a ton of power. So Blackman at 58 is great. Giancarlo, I can't do anything but hit home runs. Stanton is nine homers his last 10 games. He's averaging 17.1 his last 10, 14 points yesterday. The guy is just hitting, and it's not, it's not just hitting homers his last 10 games. He's hitting 368. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm not going to get into all his stats. I've been reading them the last few days. There's a piece in Josh's column about it. It is just bananas what he's been doing. 5700 bucks against a guy like Ty Block, who's a contact pitcher, against a guy like Giancarlo Stanton, who just hits the crap out of baseballs. It's as automatic as automatic can be. This is why if you use like an Albies and a Chapman, you can have Blackman and Stanton together. And that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah, Nelly Cruz at 54 is not bad. I like me some Conforto's tag is up. It's just slowly climbing. It's up to 5300 But facing Luis Sessa, this is a nice GPP play because everyone's going to go Chapman or are standing, and if they're not going there, they're probably getting other Coors bats and whatnot. It leaves Conforto as a nice GPP option. Went deep yesterday, five homers in his last 10 games. He's averaging 10.3 his last 10. Really good option versus uh, Sessa tonight. Aaron Judge has struggled mightily uh, since the All-Star break. He struck out in 30 straight games. The record's 32. I think he might get there. But uh, against Montero, again, who righties hit with a ton of power. He's 5,100. Jonas Espedes at 49, 49 is a nice uh, GPP play against Sessa for home run availability. K with a Chris Davis has been crushing the baseball, averaging 12 points his last 10 with four homers in his last 10. 
So he's always in play. He's up to 4,500 versus Junis, who we said will probably get up a few runs, so don't be surprised. Justin Upton versus the lefty Perez at 45. I like that a lot. He will be overlooked. Detroit as a whole will be overlooked. And, you know, I get it. They are completely hit or miss, like way, way hit or miss. A lot more misses than hits. I get it. But in a hitting environment like this against Perez, who does seem to limit damage, but he does give up. He does give it up from time to time. We targeted him as last last start of the strike before, and he gave us a few homers. Upton at 45 could be that guy. Uh, David Peralta at 4,300 versus McHugh will be low owned and uh, that you know fly ball pitcher. We said McHugh's a 20.5% ground ball guy in Chase Field. That's not a good recipe. Adam Duvall versus Quintana at 42. Tremendous GPP play here. Power upside. Got another homer yesterday, 16 points. Three homers his last 10, averaging 8.3. He does have those 0 for games, but they power as legit as legit can be, making a GPP play really, really good at 4,200 bucks. Adam Jones has been on fire. He was crushing it. A little bit of a slump. He's back, averaging 10 points his last 10. He had a big Saturday night. A part of that, just bananas. Before his three-pointer yesterday, it was 19, 14, 23. Nice little stretch there to heat back up. He's 4,200 versus Gallardo. Baltimore, definitely don't ignore them tonight versus Gallardo. Uh, Christian Yellup, 42, is not bad at all. Uh, the Grandy Man, down to 4,100. I mentioned him. He's playing every day. I like this a lot versus Sessa. Went deep yesterday for 30 DraftKings points. He's averaging 10.5 his last 10 since he's got his everyday job back with the trade of Jay Bruce. Four homers in his last 10 games, hitting 290, which is really good for uh, a guy on the season hitting 230. Take advantage of the hot granny man. He's usually leading off Conforto bat in third. Makes for a very nice one-two punch. I've used him the last two days, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, granny man at 41 is a nice play in this lower 4K range. So is Kyle Schwarber at 4K with the home run potential. AJ Pollock at 4K versus McHugh, I don't mind at all. If you want to get risky, like a Fisher or a Redick at 4K versus Granky is in play, but I'm not. I understand Granky can get beat up. I'm not going to target him. I'm just flat out not going to. If the Astros do it, tip your cap. Um, as you go down some more, I like Aaron Hicks batting at the top of the Yankees order at 3,800 versus Montero. I like that. He'll be way overlooked uh, if you need to save a few bucks. Marcelo Zuna destroys left-handed pitching. He's only 3,800 bucks. That's a steal. I know he's kind of been slumping of late when you look at it. He's averaging only five points his last 10 games. Only one homer his last 10. Let's look big picture on the season. 303, 26 homers. He's doing just fine. Ty Block might be just what he needs. Given Block's been frustrating because he's had those okay starts from time to time, but a contact pitcher against some bats like this, it's just not a recipe for success. This really isn't. Ender Arte in Coors Field, leading off against Betis at 3800 bucks. Very good play. 18 points last night or yesterday, averaging 7 in his last 10. That's a, The Braves are too cheap. Way too cheap. Uh, Joey Bats, 37 versus Odorizzi. Those reverse splits, I like that quite a bit. Um, as you slide down to Matt Joyce, 3700 bucks versus Junis, Junis is a very solid play. Nick Markakis and Coors at 37 Yes, that's Captain Obvious stuff. Corey Dickerson, he's down to 3600 He's only averaging 4.5 his last 10. The Rays have struggled of late. Uh, you saw what I, Lomo's numbers, Duda's, C-Dick. Still a good matchup in a great hitting environment at 3600 there's probably better, more consistent options of late out there tonight. But if you want to get GPP, the Rays, those power bats of the Rays are very intriguing. Hunter Pence, 3,500 versus Conley. Pence has been heating up a late, almost averaging eight points a game his last 10. 
Going up against the lefty Connolly makes for a very nice play at 3,500. Um, keep an eye on Malik Smith at 34 versus Tepish. If he's towards the top of the order, that's great. But um, otherwise, it's not as intriguing, but he should run for days. Um, a play I think you have to play. I know he's been really bad, but we've mentioned it all year. In Coors, Carlos Gonzalez is outstanding. Even in a slump right now, the most recent one, he's still averaging 6.5 points every in the last 10 games. But he's in Coors against Tejeron, who just, again, lefties love. He's only 3400 bucks. That's a very nice play. Um, when you look at him at home, he's averaging almost 7 points a game at home. He's in 262 at home. Five of his seven homers have come at home. Again, these aren't great numbers regardless. But for 3400 you got to really give that a hard look. Uh, when, you, when you scroll down more, we get into the, the gambles of the world. Uh, like a Romel Tepia. This is too cheap. He was way more expensive yesterday. Now he's back in Coors. He's 3300 versus Tehran. I hope he makes the lineup. That's a good play for an upside youngster there at 3300 That's I almost like that better than Cargo, given Cargo has more power than Tapia. It's just... I, I don't know. It's, a, it's intriguing at 3300 Did not expect to see that price tag there. Um, as we go down some more, like Cameron Perkins of the Phillies, if you want to get really, really weird. He hasn't homered at all this year. 3100 bucks. I wouldn't go run into him. I'd probably pay up for Tapia or Cargo or pay down for someone else, but he's there. Leonis Martin been swinging it pretty well of late. I'll be uh, honest with you since his recall. I was surprised he was sent down to be ganked. He had a good year last year. But he's been swinging it okay. He's 3K for some value. Um, as you go down some more, you got like the Gorkis Hernandez's of the world, some other right-handed bats for the Giants versus Colony. They'll be cheap. I don't know if I want to go that route. If it was a non-Coor slate and a non-Chase Field slate, I'd probably look into it, but I'm not rushing to do that by any means. Um, but down below, Jim Aducci, 28's not bad. Um... You got like Jose Perella at 28. I know he's a right-handed bat who Eikhoff does very well against, but Perella's averaging 11.5 his last 10, swinging it really, really well. Again, Matt Olson, 27 for the A's. First base outfield, that is a great value play with the power potential. If you want to save money, that is probably the top one below 3K I've seen so far. I like that one a ton. You get Alex Gordon for 22. He's been so, so bad with 2200 bucks against Jarrell Cotton, who's been getting hit a ton, like, Cotton's been really, really bad of late. So that's intriguing. Uh, Carlos Moncrief played yesterday for the Giants. He's a left-handed bat, so probably not in the lineup today. But he's only 2 k if he cracks it. But I doubt he's in the lineup at $2,000. So there you have it. 10-game slate. Very exciting 10-game slate to me. I like it quite a bit. I know I dragged on there for time to time. But there's a lot of information I wanted to get to you guys. I liked it quite a bit. Let's get a recap of pitching. Granke, Quintana up top. Gossman, Eikhoff in the middle. Junis, Wojciechowski. Let's look at your BVP um, early game. Betts is three for five with two doubles and a homer off Trevor Bauer. Uh, Kipnis, 12 for 27, two doubles off Fister. Uh, Zimmer's taking him deep, two for four with a homer. Down below, you got like Nori Aoki versus Jake Odorizzi. three for six with a double and a triple. Uh, Kendris Morales, six for 12 with two doubles and a homer. Josh Donaldson, who I told you I loved. He's only hitting 227, but he's five for 22, four home runs off Odorizzi. That's a sneaky good play. It really is. Um, Lucas Duda, one for two with a double off Tepish. Plouffe, two for six with a homer. Not too much there. Mike Napoli, four for eight with a double and two homers off 
Fulmer. Yeah, Miggy Cabrera, who's always stupid cheap. He's three for six with a double. Victor Martinez is even cheaper. He's three for eight with a double and a homer if you want to go that really, really cheap route. Jonathan Lucroy, he's getting cured. He's facing Tehran, who's four for 11 with the two doubles. Um, you got Blackman, who's got a double and a homer. Inciarte, four for eight with a double. Marquecas, four for 10. Jake Lamb, three for nine with a double and a homer off McHugh. JD Martinez has taken him deep. Jeff Mathis, Brandon Drury, AJ Pollock, Paul Goldschmidt, Ionetta all have taken Colin McHugh deep. Arizona, everybody. That is your pivot off of Coors, given Atlanta's ridiculously cheap. You could almost do an Atlanta Arizona stack. Or like a couple, like two to three man stacks of those two. That's interesting. I'll have to look into that some more. Altuve. This is why I said I don't care who he's facing. Against Granky in his career, 9 for 18. A double, triple, and a homer. He hits everybody. He's like Mike Trout. Not as good. No one's Mike Trout. But there's a certain guys you don't care who they're facing. You don't. Seager uh, against Galsman, 3 for 9 with two doubles and a homer. Cano, 5 for 12 with a triple. Uh, Trumbo versus Gallardo, 5 for 9. Cast- Wellington Castillo, 7 for 12, 22 with a double. And that's about it. That'll do it for your BVP. So there you have it. Stacking is pretty simple, as we talked about already. It's just options. Like you got Coors, Texas versus Fulmer's intriguing. Uh, the right-handed bats of the Tigers versus Martin Perez. Right, right. He's hit 355 off Perez. Um, D-backs. Lefty's 343. Righty's 328 off McHugh. He's a 20.5% ground ball pitcher. The Yankees versus Rafael Montero. Lefty's smoking at 369, but righty's also at 384. Makes for a, a nice pivot as well. Almost go Arizona, New York, if you want. I don't know. They've been struggling, though, but it's a good matchup. Baltimore versus Yavani Gallardo, I like a lot. Lefty's 330, righty's 351. Remember the right handed bats of the Jays versus Oda Rizzi. The Rays versus Tepish is definitely in play, and so on and so forth. So there you have it. Your 10 game main slate. Remember, there's an early game for a four game early slate possibility. Tons to like on the day. Check us out, thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. Again, check out the latest, the Saturday Edge College Football Preview, brought to you by thesportsdegens.com, our guy, Doc at Positive underscore Vig, previewing the SEC and the Big 12 in that one. Uh, Again, recording, always pressing tonight, your Wyndham uh, Invitational Preview with myself, DFS Golf Gods, Jesse and Bucks, and Jesse will have his preview out tomorrow. You have around the bases, Bubba and Mo coming up. I got a bench with Bubba on Wednesday night with Matt Modica of FNTSY Radio. Going to talk fantasy baseball, fantasy football, and Game of Thrones. Because you Thrones fans, that was amazing last night. Just it gets It's so good every week. But I'm going to stop blabbering. You guys got stuff to do. There's tons going on. Check us out. Um, we got a lot of stuff in the works. TheSportsDGens.com, at TheSportsDGens. More importantly, give me a follow at BDNTrick to help you with all your needs, your your DFS needs. That's all, I'm not going to help you with all your needs. you got to get a girlfriend for that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, hit me up with your questions for your lineups. I will help you out the best I can. But more importantly, good luck tonight. I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits, August 14th edition. I'm out.